Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello. Welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. Hey. So, Desi, did you see the Tammy Faye Baker biopic trailer? Yes. I'm very excited for this movie. Me I think too. it's going to be good. I think it'll be really good. I love the story. Who's the who's playing the husband? Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, right. He they, look, they both look good. I mean, I would have never thought Andrew Garfield would... I would never have picked him no. for this role at all. But he looks good. Jessica Chastain looks great. Like, they nailed yes. it. I mean, I would have picked... She would have been a pick. I mean... I get that. I think they were even a little subtle with the eye makeup. Absolutely. I mean, (laughs) that's probably a fear if you don't know who she really is. She really was that over the top. Like she was more over the top sometimes. So I wonder if they had to tone it down because it's like no one's going to (laughs) believe. You know, because I think there's a whole generation of people who don't know who she is. Probably. You know what I mean? It's like I grew up seeing her on the tabloids, and it would always be that face. You know, where she was just like, oh, like, and her eyes yeah. were all spidery and stuff. But I think she even did, like, QVC at some point. Yes. So she definitely is around in the 90s. I can't remember when she died, but maybe it was the early 2000s? I, it I was in remember. the 2000s. Yeah. Uh, she definitely died um, a while ago. It wasn't recently. Um, so I feel like there's all these Gen Y or whatever the fuck they're called <laughs> who don't know who she is. Gen Z. Gen Z. Yeah. Who's Gen Y? Me. You are? Millennials. So no one ever calls you Gen Y, though. I think they tried that, uh, but it didn't take off. Everyone's like, we're just going... We only like cool letters, like Z and and X. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Gen Y, the fuck do we care? Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, I think it's going to be good. I can't remember who's directing it, but... uh, I'm definitely always interested in this story. Same. So uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to bring that up right off the top of the bat because I obviously that is a issue both of us care about very much. Deeply. But today, <laughs> <laughs> And we will do an episode on them at some point. Oh, absolutely. We, it, that's been in the works. But today's episode is focused on restaurant shenanigans. Ooh. Considering that we talked about You've got to be kidding me. You've got to be fucking kidding me, Masha. I went to Reddit, one of our favorite places on the internet, and looked at some incredible Ask Reddits about restaurant experiences, primarily from people who work in restaurants. Okay. So this, yes. This first story actually comes from a patron of a restaurant, but it kind of reminded me of your bread bowl story from from Disneyland, so Mm -hmm. I thought I'd read it. This happened like 30 years ago, and it still haunts me. My first and last time I ever had Chicago-style pizza. (laughs) (laughs) We were in a fairly dead restaurant since it was way after lunch. Only a few tables had people at them. A couple tables over from us was a family consisting of mom, dad, and two kids in the 9 through 12 age range. Our pizza comes and we all get set to dig in when the older kid at the other table just starts fountain puking everywhere. (gasps) No reaction from the parents. They moved out of the way and kept eating. At this point, every other diner in the place was moving en masse to get pay slash get their money back and leave. My family made it to the back of that line and I got up to watch these people stand up, move away from the table and continue to eat around the staff that was cleaning up after them. <sighs> so this family is still continuing to eat their food while their son is fountain peeking. That's what happens when you're a parent. <laughs> you just are like, I just don't care. I'm out. <laughs> Enjoy my restaurant experience. And I think parents are also able to like put the blinders on. <laughs> 
Uh, my family made it. Okay, wait. At the, um, my family made it to the back of that line as everyone's like forming a line to leave the restaurant. Right. So I got to watch these people stand up, move away from the table, and continue to eat around the staff that was cleaning up after the puke. My last sight of them was the father putting his hand on the shoulder of his of this poor server so he could lean over and snag something off the table to munch on. Oh my God. <laughs> so now excuse she- me. <laughs> excuse me while you clean up my son's puke. I'm trying to reach the crushed red pepper. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like another garlic knot before I have to go home and deal with my wife and children. You know, it's like I kind of get it. But I kind of don't like. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm definitely at that level. I'd probably calm down. <laughs> well, it's also like once you smell puke, it's over. I could not survive if someone was cleaning up my vomit <laughs> or my kids' vomit or like any in my any party. Person in your- like I, I would be on the floor scrubbing. Like that's who I am. I would. I can't. I couldn't deal with someone cleaning it up. Like I'd feel too guilty. So I wouldn't be thinking of food. That's probably the only time I wouldn't be thinking of food. <laughs> I'm just also very triggered by the smell of like 15 minutes after someone's vomited. Do you know what I'm talking uh, about? Of course I do. Like when you're in like third grade and a kid barfs and then the teacher or whoever the custodian has to come by and they like sprinkle some powder over it and like put those brown paper towels over it and it just smells really bad do you know what i'm talking about yes first of all i'm very i am the i'm the barfer you were the barfer i not in school but i'm very car sick yeah uh i get very motion sickness and once and if someone barfs in front of me, I will most likely barf. In fact, I did barf when someone barfed on a plane. <laughs> someone near me barfed on a plane and I barfed and that person barfed all over and they had to throw <laughs> coffee grinds. This is like, by the way, while we're circling to land, this is like the last five minutes of a flight. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to get into details because it's too gross. But yes, I, I understand 100%. That, that, that older smell, it's so bad. And it will make me ill. It smells forever. It's just such a distinct smell because it has that acidic like, like bile smell, Ugh. I guess. Yeah, it's gross. Okay. Well, uh, maybe the rest of these won't be so gross, That's but fine. they are very funny. Now, this story isn't particularly interesting, but it did lead <laughs> me down a rabbit hole. Okay. <laughs> for what could be and should be a future episode. Okay. All right. This is from a patron who went to Gladys Knight's Chicken and Waffles. <laughs> have you heard of Gladys Knight's Chicken and Waffles? I have not. It's not around anymore. Uh, but this person says, when we arrived at the restaurant, the sign said, please wait to be seated. So we did for over 20 minutes, which the servers who we could see simply ignored us and other guests who were waiting. Finally, we walked to the back of the restaurant and asked what was going on. Turns out they were quote out of flour. Later, we found out they were up to some other shady stuff. Now I was like, what shady stuff? And they provided a link and I got sent to an article from and it from the Atlanta Journal Constitution and this is like n- public knowledge like this yeah. is all known Gladys Knight's son Shanga Hankerson was the owner of this restaurant and he was up to his eyeballs and like all sorts of like embezzlement oh shit and he was spending the money on it was this- so he was kind of using his mom's name Yes. For the restaurant. And Gladys had to fight like towards the end. She was like, take my name Ugh, off poor of Gladys this. Knight. She's like the sweetest woman. <laughs> I know. I know. I love her. Um, so this is, I mean, this is like, I'm not going to go into all this right now, but people were like, he was, he embezzled $650,000 when he <gasps> spent it on orgies and like, so Ooh. I was like, we need to look into this. <laughs> yes. Put it on the list. We'll put this on the list. Hopefully we ha- we can do a full episode on Gladys Knight's chicken and waffles. <laughs> and we can talk about Gladys Knight. The investigative journalism. The inve- that everyone's waiting <laughs> this was very interesting. So, yeah. the, so I, I don't know if an iteration of the restaurant is still open. I think, I know that they changed the name. They had to. They had to. But yeah, I bet you that just has bad vibes. Yeah. Or people were like, yeah. ah, it's, who cares? It's yeah. not Gladys Knight's It's chicken, chicken and waffles. People will come for that. Yeah, <laughs> no matter will. what the name is. And I'm yeah. And in the south, there's a lot of places to get chicken and waffles, right? I mean, I think so. 
Okay, so our next story involves a person, a server who worked at a restaurant who had a very weird request from a customer. Uh This guy says, I once had a guy place his order and then say, and give me one of those spaghetti appetizers. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Was it Polly Walnuts? I had been working there for a couple of months and we had no pasta dishes there whatsoever on the menu. Oh boy. I politely tried to clarify this, but he w- wasn't having it. He just kept getting more irate. He insisted that he eats here all the time and he always gets the spaghetti appetizer. <laughs> Eventually he gets up from his table, storms over to another one and points at what he wants on another diner's table. He was pointing at their coleslaw. Oh, my God. And yes, as far as he was concerned, I was still the asshole for not knowing what he was talking about. And then he did an update on the post. He said, edit number one. Our slaw was a southern style slaw where the cabbage is shredded, so the cabbage is in strings. But you would still have to be some sort of weirdo to confuse it with noodles. (laughs) And a few people have mentioned a Dane Cook bit. I'm not familiar with that joke, but after doing some Googling, it appears this joke is about messing with the staff at a restaurant. This happened in 1994, and the customer was an older, well-dressed guy out to dinner with his wife. I'm positive he wasn't fucking with me. He was just an obnoxious a-hole that expected me to know what his mind was talking about. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't think, I think the guy thought it was spaghetti. Yeah. And then got embarrassed. (laughs) Then he had to double down. He had to double down. Spaghetti, see? I get get it all the time when I'm here. (laughs) Spaghetti. Just first of all, the idea that there would be a spaghetti appetizer. Like, what is that? I want it. Because sometimes I do just want a little spaghetti. Right. I would order that appetizer. Absolutely. Yeah. I've just never heard of such a thing. <laughs> I'd get it before my main pasta dish. <laughs> well, sometimes you want two pastas. I want a little red sauce one and, and I then want a cream the, sauce. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. This girl says, while I was working at Jose's Crustacean Hut, I was... <laughs> okay, I realized she's talking about Joe's Crab Shack. Oh, okay. I, I really thought that this was a place, Jose's... I crust- mean, why wouldn't it? It could be. Jose's Crustacean Hut. And then like, I read further down the thread and people were like, oh, she's talking about Joe's Crab Shack. So she fucked up the name. No, she just or she was, trying to was be being funny. cute. Okay, got it. Like, oh, I'm working at Jose's Crustacean Hut. Got it, hut. got it. I was serving a well-dressed, seemingly happy couple. They ordered a steam pot for two and a side of fries to share. Right after I drop off the food, before I'm even out of earshot, the husband confesses to having been cheating and wants a divorce. She starts bawling her eyes out to the point that she's doing the whole gasping for air between sobs thing. And my manager immediately rushes over to try and see if something, if there was something she could fix because a full restaurant on a Saturday night is not the place for screaming, uh, a screaming, sobbing woman. In the I end- disagree. <laughs> In the end, the couple stayed for three hours and didn't (gasps) didn't touch any of the food and just had me throw it all out. What a weird day. Okay, that's bad. You don't stay for three hours. They need to flip that table. They were were hashing it out. All the relationship problems at that table for three hours. Over a steam bucket, just sitting there. A sad steam bucket, (laughs) just sitting there smell. (laughs) Who takes their wife to dinner to do this. Like, it's crazy. To confess that they've been cheating. This is like some 90-day fiancé shit where they, like, do these things in public at these right. restaurants and stuff. It's right. like It's a way to not get in trouble as much, I think. Well, and it's also to do it for the cameras. Well, that's to do it for the cameras, but I'm saying this guy is like, I'll do it here so she can't flip kick out. my ass I or like, whatever, I right? like when they do flip out. It's, oh, yeah. Because it's like you thought... Well, that's an emotional state. You're not really caring about your surroundings. <laughs> You're not like, ooh, decorum. I better keep it together. <laughs> right. I'm at Joe's Crab Shack. Yeah. Okay. This guy says, I had a man come in for dinner. I work in a four-star restaurant. He was sweating bullets from the time he sat down. He and the lady were obviously a couple, and the entire staff guessed what would happen, especially after he ordered a $300 bottle of champagne to start the meal. She looked happy, but worried throughout their entire meal. 
When the dessert came, he got down on one knee and I heard her say, please don't. (laughs) That's me. (laughs) That would be me. I know. (laughs) Those two words stopped my heart. I can't imagine what this poor dude was going through. They had a hushed conversation and she ran out, (laughs) literally ran, while he sat there holding an open ring box. He finished the bottle of wine that they had ordered during dinner and pretty wasted turned to me and, and asked, why won't she let me love her? <laughs> Ugh, is it Caesar? <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. <sighs> like I am going to give him some kind of answer to explain the complex and painful thing that just happened. I told him that sometimes we fall in love with the wrong people and only people worth anyone's time are ones who give back what they get. He finished the bottle, paid the tab and walked slowly to the parking garage. I never saw him again. I like that she literally tried to give him advice. (laughs) Sometimes we love someone. (laughs) I hope she got a really good tip. And that's what I was wondering. Yeah. He should have given her the ring. (laughs) Then I found a subreddit about... As like asking servers the weirdest thing I've ever overheard from people they were serving at restaurants. Yeah. This person says, hearing a woman talk about how bad her pussy smelled at an Applebee's trumps any conversation (laughs) ever. Danielle? (laughs) I thought it was Danielle at first. Who does that? At an Applebee's. I mean, I guess that's where you do it. You know what? I I think you do do that at an Applebee's. If there's going to be a place you do it, it's there. Did she hear anything else? I wanted to know more information. (laughs) Yeah, like, did the woman say why? Like, (laughs) that's so weird. My pussy smells so bad. Can I please get some Southwest egg rolls? (laughs) Speaking of that smell, does anyone want some Southwest (laughs) egg rolls? (laughs) How about a round of artichoke dip? This person says... A guy did a backflip and asked a girl to be his valentine. She declined. Love her. (laughs) Queen. I walked up to him and asked if he was fine. He said it took him a week to perfect. There's nothing more painful than someone going out of their way and it doesn't work like... That's why I never try, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I'm never going to experience anything like that. The ultimate humiliation. Look, let's be honest. It is Desi's lifelong dream to witness a failed proposal at a restaurant. Oh, I love them. Because I do feel like there's something on the guy's end that's a little bit like obnoxious, and they kind of deserve it. Jesus. <laughs> Because they're doing it for self-serving reasons. They want to be like this dramatic thing or go viral in a video, like the proposal ones where they do it like at a game or something. You got to be real sure. You got to be real sure. And I feel like if you know the woman, you're going to know. Like if a guy did that with me, I'd be like, you don't know me. You know I would hate this. Like right. I definitely know there are women who would love this kind of public. Of course. Darcy, like yeah. whatever would love this kind of public display. Yeah. Uh, so it's like says something to me that you really are just all about what you want rather than what she wants. If it's someone who says no. Yes. When it's someone who says no, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't know that person that they don't want to public. It's a pretty good sign that uh, right. you miscalculated so badly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm not the t- type of person who wants a public thing ever. I think that there's definitely people who would be into it, like I said, but oh, yeah, course. that should be like the one thing you know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, they want a gesture like that. Now I really relate to the woman in this scenario. Ooh. This person said, had a man and a woman sharing dessert and the man playfully put a bit of ice cream on her nose and then she did the same thing and then he did it back once more, but with a different flavor of ice cream. She flipped out at him because, quote, you know I like chocolate the most. Why would you waste it, you idiot? (laughs) No, I I agree. (laughs) It's like fine when you put the fucking strawberry on me. That was because I'm not eating that one. (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) I love turning on a dime into complete rage over something very small. So stupid. They're literally... They're literally doing the dumbest thing possible. They're putting ice cream on their noses. Right. But that's why it's so funny. (laughs) You idiot. Love it. And then it says that she stormed out. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Look, she probably warned him before. I bet you she did. (laughs) I bet you she did. And he should know. (laughs) 
that she likes chocolate. I love, I mean, there is definitely something um, abusive about this kind of behavior, but it is kind of funny when people expect people to read their minds or know things they couldn't possibly know. Oh, yeah. And the person is just completely like, I had no idea. Like, they're so innocent. Oh, yeah. No, this guy in this, the guy in this situation is totally innocent. And she's the crazy person. She flipped on a dime. Yeah. Like, (laughs) but I 100% 100 know that feeling. And I probably have done something similar. Not, Not, not ice cream on the nose, but got irritated just from some food related thing, like someone took my fries and I like, I'll turn on a dime where it's like, no, I took the shame of ordering fries. You got a fucking side salad. <laughs> like they're my fries. Like don't fucking oh. take a fry. Or like when I get dessert and someone wants a bite mm. that like enrages me like to a point where I can't even like explain it. Cause it's like, get a fucking dessert. Do you know I, what I mean? Like, it's like, get a dessert. I am a most ashamed of myself when I am the smart person at the table who orders dessert. Nobody else want, orders dessert. I'm the person who orders dessert. And then, the, and then the server says, and this is totally fair. This isn't the server's problem. This is a me problem. <laughs> Absolutely. The server says. I already know what it's going to be. <laughs> because it makes me so sweat bullets. Me too. The server says, shall I bring forks for the table? No, don't. It's mine. It's my no, flaw. When I see them bringing multiple, I'm like, I am not sharing and don't even give that idea to them. <laughs> like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that, because that has happened to you. People are like, oh, why not? I'm like, oh, no, then we need six flaws. <laughs> no, yeah, because desserts in certain restaurants can be very small. Yes. <laughs> and some of them just aren't nice to share. Like, I don't yeah. want people putting backwash or whatever back in my dessert. Look, we know we're irrational. It's irrational, and I will most of the time suck it up unless of I know course. them very well. If I know them well, I'll be like, "Get your own fucking dessert." Like, if I don't, I'm, I won't be ashamed to look like a huge pick. <laughs> that was like that time years ago when I went on a date with someone, and I they were like, "What are you going to get?" And I was like, "I'm going to get uh, the waffle," and it was like a dessert waffle, and the waiter comes and he goes, "We'll have the waffle," and I went, "Uh." Uh, are you going to order something? Yes. And he was like, we'll have one waffle. No. Like, no I remember that. You I, told me. <laughs> that should have been the first red flag. It should, it have, should been. have been the first red flag. Yeah, that's obnoxious. Uh, that, I, I want, if I'm hungry, I want my fucking food. I was very hungry. And I order what I want. Even if I'm going to have one fucking bite, I'll get it. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? I'll it's take like, it everyone home. needs to do it too. Like, I'm not here for you. <laughs> Also, like, there's sharing where you each get a dessert. That's different. Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> I don't like when people want what I have, but I don't want what they have. <laughs> so it's, like, not an equitable trade. <laughs> you can have a bite of this. It's like, well, I don't fucking want a bite of your vegan burger. <laughs> like, well, this is why Desi and I are, like, the perfect dinner dates for each other. Because we have the same ethos about, uh, <laughs> like, the. Uh, we realize we're both insane. But we both are, like... Okay, we're going to get these two appetizers and share them. And then we're going to get these two entrees and share them. And then these two desserts and, and share everything them. everything has to be agreed upon. Yes. Because every- it's like, I don't want to share if I don't like the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I always pick very well. I do too. Yeah. Well, well, it's always a pairing. It's things Absolutely. that pair together. And it's usually things we both want. Right. But we can't decide. <laughs> No, I agree. It's crazy, but whatever. Okay. This person says, I was hosting at a really busy brunch place and Valentine's Day was one of our busiest days. We had a full wait list with tons of people in the lobby when this dude walks in with this huge teddy bear and a bouquet of roses. He said he wanted to drop them off for my coworker, so I let her know he was there, but understandably she was running around, so it took a bit. While waiting, a bunch of folks waiting for tables complimented him on how sweet he was to do that for his girlfriend and how jealous they were. It was kind of cute. When my coworker finally was able to come up to the front, there was a lot of ahs and such. Again, we were slammed, so she ran back taking all the items with her, and it was back to work for all of us. When it died down, I asked her how long she was dating her boyfriend, and she replied, he's not my boyfriend. He was the salesman where I bought my car, and I think he got my workplace info from the paperwork. (gasps) Oh my God. (laughs) How crazy is that? That is so crazy. She must have been so grateful she was slammed. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh my God. That's so inappropriate. That's like fireable. Like, Oh, please. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Not a waiter, but this happened years ago when I was 11 or 12. Oh wait, this one's sad. I think I was going to read this one to you privately. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll read it to you anyway. Okay. Well, because it reminds me of you. I'm sorry. That's okay. I won't be sad. I I don't feel anything. (laughs) (laughs) This happened years ago when I was 11 or 12. Mom and dad's marriage have been struggling for years. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Now it's going to be funny. (laughs) This was right before they divorced. Mom wanted to take me and my dad to a nice restaurant that opened up in town (laughs) and was having a Valentine's dinner special, all you can eat crab legs. (laughs) My mom loves crab legs and can easily clean out a joint, and that's exactly what she did. My dad basically blew off the dinner to go get drunk with friends, and that pissed my mom off, obviously. She screamed at him on the phone and said, fuck you, don't come to dinner, but we will still be going out. My mom was eating her anger, plate after plate of crab legs. She was eventually cut off from the manager. (laughs) My mom, of course, whined about it being all you can eat. And they told her they were about to run out and still had to serve others. She said she wasn't too happy about that. I just sat there cringing the whole time. Oh, that's so funny, though. She's like, I'm getting divorced. (laughs) You know what? It does say all you can eat. You should have anticipated me coming in. Uh, Yeah, I mean, she has the legal right to eat as many cramblings as she can. I agree. And, you you know, um, I wrote about that all-you-can-eat crab special at Red Lobster. Yeah. And I think the funny... The thing is, what happened in a lot of those cases where people were just taking out the easy meat and then just discarding it. Like, they don't clean... Like, when you buy an order, you clean those fuckers out. But when it's all-you-can-eat, you literally are just wasting crab meat, like, because you're not, like, trying that hard. You just get the easy stuff. Right, right. So I bet you... They just didn't prepare for it. They just need to do all claws. Yeah. I don't know. You know what it is? It's like there's like the leg. Yes. But then there's that bulky part at the end that you have to scoop out. Yes. Which is very good. Yes. But people just didn't want to do it. They just like did the easy leg meat. You mean the pincers? Or even just like in snow crab, they're really long. Yes. And those big chunks come out easily. Yeah. But no one wants to do the bulky thing on the end. Yeah. 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 Or the knuckles. Like, yeah, get into where that it's harder part. to get. Right. I guess it depends what kind of crab it is. Look, I, I'll go for it. I'll do it. That's part of the fun. And that's like usually the best, the best meat is in yeah. those little bunches at the end. Yeah. I mean, I've done Dungeness a ton. I did it last year, I think, or the year before in Northern California. Yeah. Yeah. I love Dungeness crab. We we usually get crab like during crab season. Absolutely. Okay. This look, I have a couple more. They're really good. I have wait. One more. Okay. I have one more. Okay. But this one's a doozy. Okay, good. Place I worked at in college was a pretty nice establishment and a romantic destination because our view overlooked the entire city. It was also located at the top of a five-star hotel that had several projectors cycling through what was going on in the hotel and in the lobby. Oh, boy. There There was no footage from the gym or pool, so it was relatively tame and never a privacy issue. Best you'd ever get were people eating, walking around the lobby, or drinking at the bar. Anyway, guy walks in with his wife and asks to be seated in a secluded area. Well, you can imagine since it's busy in Valentine's Day, we didn't have those. So he basically waited an extra hour to make sure he was seated in the back corner. It's my section. I take their drink order and take care of them, though the husband was gone when I returned and didn't see him go to the bathroom. Uh, Thinking nothing of it, I go to the bar and get the drinks and see all of my coworkers huddled around the monitor above the bar along with everyone else in there. Sure enough, I found the husband as he was underneath the table going down on his wife. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Only problem was the camera above their table had a clear view because it was situated in the corner. Oh, my God. So now the entire hotel lobby can see Jesus. As it cycles between us in the bar laughing and people checking people checking in and our romantic, <laughs> and romantic couple dining on each other. More and more people start to notice and the bar fills up. 
I like that people watched. I do too. Those are my kind of people. Yeah, they're like, don't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, more and more people start to notice and the bar fills up. This includes back of the house staff like dishwashers and line cooks. Eventually, it also brings out my my manager, who, of course, the manager breaks it up. My manager, who runs over to their table, tells them what happened, and they both run out mortified. But before they do, the husband tries to stand up. (laughs) (laughs) The husband tries to stand up too quickly and flips the table. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ruining all the plates while also exposing uh, that his fly was down and his dick out. <laughs> he was yelling at the manager, the hotel manager who came up when he saw in the lobby. <laughs> and security un, uh, and security unzipped as he escorted as he was escorted out. So yes, a disaster for them, but man, they made a lot of people laugh that night. <laughs> uh, I like that he's like jerking off too. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Ooh, man. That that must have been the highlight of their life. Dude. That's like what you dream of at a workplace. <laughs> like work is so boring. Oh, yeah. Like you live for something like this to happen. Oh my God. Jesus. Now let me just say, it's funny that you did this because after reading that Waffle House, I was thinking of what bonus episodes I would do for Patreon this month. And my one idea, and I could still probably do this, uh, was I wanted to find like the funniest crimes that had happened at a Waffle House. Ooh, I bet there's good ones. Or like stories, because there is one that I know of that I'll probably retell, the one with the woman who put the cheeseburger on her foot. I love that story. <laughs> that happened at a Waffle House. <laughs> and I know there's tons of funny incidents at Waffle Houses, so maybe there's a Reddit thread I can look into. Um, so look for that maybe this month. Yeah. Uh, that's just funny. I was like, wait, I, I was like, are you going to do waffle? <laughs> like when you started and I was like, oh my God, that's so weird. Uh, no, that's it. We'll see you guys after the break. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Desi, do you have any movie, podcast, TV recommendations? I have literally only been watching Before the 90 Days. First of all, those episodes are very long. Yes. One thing I was wondering is how long are the episodes when they have like commercials? Are those episodes like two and a half hours? They're two hours long. Okay. Because they're like an hour and 40 minutes on Hulu or whatever I'm watching. Discovery Discovery Plus. Plus. Yeah. So I, I figured they might be longer because that seems like, I guess that's not too long. That's, they're so long. Yeah. So it takes you forever to get through a 13 episode season. Like, yeah, it makes a huge difference. So they're, I'm still on uh, before the 90 days season three. I'm almost at the end. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to do season four next, oh, good. I think. And then oh, I'll maybe go back to um, the regular season. Classic 90 The day. classic 90 day. Yeah. Uh, and then I'll investigate other ones I want. I'm curious about Happily Ever After, but I'm not that interested. It's not, if I, if it, I don't like the couple. thing about Happily Ever After, that spinoff, it's not that great. Everyone sort of agrees that it's the worst of the spinoffs. Okay. The drama is way... The stakes are just lower. Okay. So I won't watch it. I'll watch the other way, maybe. Watch the other way. Okay. Yeah, watch the okay. other way. That one's good. So that's... Basically all I've watched, but I did watch Michael Clayton last night, (laughs) really late at night, because I kept wanting to watch that movie for some reason. That's like one of the best movies. It's like a perfect movie. Like I wouldn't say, oh, this is my top 10 movie, but it's an absolutely perfect movie. It is a thriller. Um, It is super tight. Like there's not an ounce of fat on this movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, It's a really good movie. Did you ever see it? I've only seen half of it. It's so good. You it's, should get it done. It's on HBO Max. No, I know it is because that's where I watched it 
recently, I had never seen Michael Clayton and uh, I put it on, like Brendan put it on one night and we were watching it, but I fell asleep. Right. But I never picked it back up because he went out of town and like, yeah. I just have forgotten to watch. And he's already seen it, obviously. But so you can watch it. Yeah, I You can should watch, watch it. it. It's really good. I was really enjoying it. Tilda Swinton is so good in it. I uh, love her. She's so, yeah. So that's what I watched. That was my movie. I haven't watched a movie in a while because I've been TV queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's all I did. I know. I, I was like looking around, like trying to find some new shit to watch on Discovery Plus. We swear they don't pay us, but they should. Uh, and <laughs> Can you imagine? Dude. The thrill. The fucking thrill. <laughs> And I found this show called Pushing the Line because um, a very niche subgenre that I'm into is like people doing stuff at extreme heights. Oh, like I really like mountain climbing documentaries for some reason. I've, I've, I do. I've read some books about that. Yeah, no, I really like stuff that's like. I'm kind of afraid. I wouldn't say like, oh, I have like a heights phobia, but I am kind of afraid of heights. I I don't think of myself as afraid of heights until I'm on a height. Me too. And then I'm like, oh, (laughs) like my stomach will drop or something or I'll feel queasy. Like the last time I went rock climbing, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or something, was on an actual rock face in Malibu and everything was going fine until I looked down. Yeah. And it wasn't even like that high up. But I realized, I'm like, oh, I'm afraid of heights. That's one thing when I watch The Bachelor, I'm always like, I would get, they would be like, you don't really um, want me because I would refuse to do anything yeah. with heights. Like, <laughs> right. And but like, that's like my worry as if I'd ever be a contestant on a show right. like that to begin with. But I was like, they'd eliminate me. Oh, I thought Because they'd be like, it. wow, you really aren't, you're not, you're not willing to take a chance on love. And I'd be like, that's right. <laughs> You got that right. <laughs> well, it's always like they want you to go bungee jumping. And but I'm, it's always in this guise of proving something that bugs me. It's like, what about someone who's really just afraid of heights or doesn't want to do that? Like, It's bullshit. I hate it. It's honestly bullshit. Um, so this show, Pushing the Line, is about people who do slack lining, but from extreme heights. So it's called high lining. And obviously I clicked on it because I like watching shows about extreme sports or movies or documentaries about extreme sports. Um, And I start watching it and all of a sudden I'm like, I know that guy. Oh, I saw you post that. Yes. So this guy that I went to high school with, Andy Lewis, he's like became a really, grew up to become like a really famous slackliner. (laughs) Do you know what slacklining is? Uh, No. Okay. It's like... I'm going to ex- explain this in the dumbest way possible. It's like tightrope walking, but it's like the line is slack. I don't like that. Okay, but they do like tricks on it and <laughs> that stuff. That sounds really stressful. Did you watch? He performed at the Super Bowl with Madonna in 2012. Oh, really? Yeah, like he was off to the side, like with her. Like, Why is that the most Marin <laughs> career? Dude. Andy Lewis also happens to be the person. I said the dumbest thing I've ever said in my life in front of. Oh. And that's saying something for me. And it was in front of Seth, too. The pizza thing. It was the pizza thing. Yeah. That was in front of Andy. (laughs) For those of you who don't know, I was sitting in... uh, This was a class for kids who didn't do good in school and had to have like a study hall class. (laughs) The future podcasters in Slack. Yeah. (laughs) The world. (laughs) And Seth, the DJs. (laughs) and Andy turns to me and Seth and he goes, do you guys know that Bill Gates is so rich that he has enough money to buy everyone in China a large pizza? And I said, wow, that's a pretty big pizza. (laughs) And they laughed and then I got it and I said, oh, each one a large pizza, not one entire Large pizza. Pizza party at China. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like one of, you know, he's one of the stars of the show or whatever. It's like a group of kids. And I mean, kids, we're in our 30s. Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Actually, one of the other cast members was like, you know, Andy's not like that young anymore. I was like, hey. Yeah. We're the same age. He's, he's the grandpa. <laughs> he's like the elder in the group. But they all—they're all like uh, they're on an expedition 
doing like extreme slacklining from like 500 feet up in between canyons in Utah. It makes your palms sweat. It's that kind of show. Yeah, I don't enjoy watching that. I love it. Yeah. I can't get enough of it. Uh, So that's what I was watching yesterday. And then I started watching Fringe. Oh. Did you ever watch that? No. But I know of I know what it, I know what it is. I feel like I always thought of watching it but just never cared enough. Do you like it? I like the first episode. So okay. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the first season, see if I like it. It's hard for me to get into a um network show. Yeah. Because of the long seasons. Yes. Like I'm definitely 24 episodes. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? I've definitely transferred my TV viewing habits to streaming at this point. And then it made me think, oh, I should get into Bones, too. Yeah. Only because... Look, this is how, like, I'm desperate for... I was like, you're really in the the dredges. (laughs) Well, Allie... Not that those shows are bad, No, yeah. But Allie Siegel got really into Bones for a minute. Because I think everyone is at their end of their... Everyone's watched every show that they've always wanted to watch this past year. (laughs) Then you started watching shows you didn't even really want to watch. But you're like, that was pretty good. And now you're really like, well, what was on in 2010? (laughs) (laughs) What drama is vaguely sci-fi or crime? It's so true. Yeah. It's so true because... That was like me when I started trying to watch Person of Interest. Oh, I did too. (laughs) Oh, oh, I did. I started to watch. I watched 75% of one episode of Person of Interest. And I said, I don't fucking care. I was like, too much science. (laughs) I didn't quite grasp it. I thought this was like the CIA one. It's kind of CIA, but isn't it? internet stuff too or like it digital was, it was, I really thought it would was going to be something it wasn't it's with Andrew McCarthy right no this is the one with James Caviezel 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 or whatever Caviezel I don't know what the fuck his name is I'm trying to be a proper Caviezel what's, what's the one with Andrew McCarthy where it's kind of CIA and he's like a, a terrorist or something and then he helps the CIA <sighs> I have no idea. Honestly, it could be the same Maybe. show, but I didn't get that far. <laughs> I think I only got like 25% because first he's kind of like, looks like bearded and like disheveled, the no. Jim Caviezel. This is a different show. Okay. So this one, this one is by Christopher Nolan's brother. <laughs> well, I can't remember his name. Something Nolan. <laughs> but he's sort of well known too. Yeah. So it's that type of show, which Christopher Nolan's like, I like Memento, but do I understand any of his other movies? No. Oh. Other than Batman or whatever, Batman Begins. I agree. Okay. So I started watching Tenet last night. I can't do that. Dude, I, <laughs> I was watching Tenet last night and I realized I'm so dumb. I don't even understand. Like I have subtitles on when I watch shows a lot of the time. Oh yeah, me too. Because it helps me retain information if it's very like procedural. If I read it at the same yeah. time. <laughs> That's good. how I remember things. I yeah. like subtitles. Um, and so <laughs> I was watching this and I realized I was like, I have no idea what's going on. That's how I feel just by watching the trailer. I'm like, I can't comprehend this. I could barely do Game of Thrones. <laughs> I could barely keep track of that. And that's not even science. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can throw a science or like weirdo fucking dimensions at me. It I, was, don't, I don't get dimensions. <laughs> it, it was too much. Yeah. And then I watched, the other thing I watched was with our favorite, one of our favorite actors, Michael Shannon. I watched a movie called Take Shelter. I thought this movie was going to be a sci-fi or a horror movie, but it just turned out to be a very sad movie about the state of healthcare in America. Oh. It was a good movie, but, but it was not what, what I was were, looking for. It's not what you were looking <laughs> it for. It just made me very sad about the state of healthcare in America. That's like when I put this documentary on and I don't know what I thought it was. I thought it was like some kind of political or crime thing. And it was about the opio- opioid epidemic. And I was like, whoa, not now, sir. <laughs> like this looks very good, but it's not my mood right now. Like I want something juicy to hook onto, not something I'll be crying like right. within five minutes. No, I was like very sad for this guy's character. No, it's like when you um, think you're about to take a sip of water and it's milk. <laughs> it's like very disconcerting <laughs> because it wasn't what you want and it tastes like the weirdest substance in the world. Yeah, which is like I I was 
uh, like a few weeks ago, Brennan was like tr- hounding me, trying to get me to eat peanut butter ice cream. And what? I was like, well, I was like, I don't like cold peanut butter. I hate cold peanut butter. I, in fact, I hate it. Like, I don't like it at all. And he's like, why? Why? I don't, it's good. Like, cold peanut butter ice cream, that's a classic. And I was like, I fucking hate it. And he's like, why? And I told him where the trauma started. And it was because they were giving out free samples at this place <laughs> <laughs> called World Wrap. I feel like a therapist who just made a breakthrough. <laughs> And I, why, Rachel? They were they were little smoothie samples. And when you're 17 years old and you're very stoned, and you think you are going to be taking a delicious glug of a mango smoothie, but it is not mango; it is peanut butter. That will scar you for life. It's so, it's really traumatizing. <laughs> Even if it's something you like, when you don't think it's going to be that, it's just the worst feeling. Never again. Never. N- nothing. Cold peanut butter. Get it out of here. Although. I, I don't mind cold peanut butter or peanut butter and ice cream, but I disagree with Brendan that it's a classic. <laughs> I don't think cold peanut butter ice cream is a classic. <laughs> I don't know if he said classic. Okay. But it's he, a classic. <laughs> cold peanut butter ice cream. Also that you would ever call it cold peanut butter ice cream. Oh, no, he didn't. He no, 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 no. I know he wouldn't, but it's just funny. <laughs> he was just like, it's good. And then the joke was on him, though. Because he started digging into it, like, mm, I'm about to eat this delicious ice cream. I guess you don't want any. He starts digging in and he goes, It's a little frost, like, it's a little frozen or frost bit. Like, it was freezer burn. Oh, God. And I said, I could have told you that. I looked at it when you bought it and it was covered in fucking ice crystals. Right. I thought it was in your freezer, and I was like, "See if it, if Rachel liked it, it would have never gotten freezer burned. No, she would have eaten it. Fast. No, it was it was just you know it was like a good brand of ice cream, but it was a little too frost. I could tell. You can tell by looking at it in the freezer. I'm like that's not when it has be too good. much crystals on it. Yeah, that's not going to be good. Yeah, they didn't push the old stock up; they pushed it back. I'm sorry. Yeah. So uh, was it McConnell's peanut butter yes. chip? Yes. I, I've had that before. Yeah, it, it was. Um, so, yeah, I, that, that's, that, that Michael Shannon movie, unfortunately, was not, not the movie for the mood you were in. For the mood I was in. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, that's, that's all my recommendations this week, or that's what I'm watching this week. Me too. And then anything good to eat? Um, we had some Thai food tonight. We had some Thai food. I can't, did we have, oh, what did we, we what ordered did we, something. What did we eat this week? I feel like we got some good stuff. We had guisados. When did we have guisados? Oh, the, the orange chicken. Oh, we, okay. I, I had orange chicken. When too. you said that, I was like, she's telling a joke from the day before. No. Nope. then I was like, no, she got it two nights in a row. <laughs> I was like, she had leftover orange chicken because we got really good orange chicken then the next day she tweeted something about eating too much orange chicken. So my first thought was like, you had leftovers? Because I ate that whole fucking No, I ate the whole thinning. container. And I was like, even if you did have some leftover, you wouldn't have been stuffed by that. <laughs> That's my brain process trying to figure out. And then I finally was like, did you order that again? <laughs> and she's like, yep. Had the it same- was good. And now as much as I called you out publicly... I actually, on my phone, looked at that orange chicken on my app. Because they delivered to me. Ooh. But it's like six nine. It's like expensive, more expensive. Right. So I actually looked at it and I was like, hmm. <laughs> but then I didn't get it. So I was kind of jealous. Actually. That's at uh, Fat Dragon in Silver Lake. It looks so good. They do a good orange chicken. It's like very good. Yeah. So yeah, that was pretty good. I was excited about that orange chicken. Yeah, I had it. I just got a craving for it last night and I was like... You know, real busy yesterday. I can't tell you what I was busy with yesterday, but I... Oh, it's just been such a long day. I'm going to get that orange chicken. I deserve it. <laughs> I did. I, God damn it, I did deserve it. And I got it. I had the same delivery driver, and I was just like, yep, two nights in a row. Oh, I find, here's like something semi-exciting. The cheese store I go to in Eagle Rock Milk Farm. Next door to it, I've always seen these people hanging out on this long line, and I finally looked and see it. I was like, what is that? <laughs> And it's like a um, specialty tea place, Ooh. but like uh, like bubble tea. Ooh. But this is a very famous uh, place. It's called Ding Tea Ooh. or Ding Tea. 
so they have a very complicated menu. You have to know exactly what you want. And it was like almost overwhelming to me. I don't really like boba, but they have other options where you don't have to have boba. So they'll have like these milk teas, uh, the purple one. What is I, that? Uba? I like those. Ube. Ube. Yeah. Ube matcha. Uh, they have Thai iced tea, like a really it. good Thai iced tea. So I'm kind of obsessed with going back there. I'm going to try to go tomorrow to get a Thai iced tea. <laughs> I want to go. It's so good. It, I like the the whole system too. It's like you have to pick your style. You pick how much sugar you want and then you can get milk in some. Like it's this whole like thing. Oh. And like, that's why people were all waiting out because it's a very famous institution. They just opened in my neighborhood uh, and it's really cool and refreshing. Where's their other location? It might be in San Gabriel Valley. So that's oh. like the it, sort of like a large Asian community in that area in yeah. Los Angeles. So there's lots of good dim sum restaurants and et cetera. So they were there, but their website, like if you click too far on their website, it's all in, I'm not sure if it's Japanese. It might be Japanese, I guess. So they, like you can't even read it. So it must be somewhere else too. Like maybe it's a worldwide uh, place. Um, so yeah. kind of like Din Tai Fung. I think they have... Um, in Taiwan? Few, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh. So anyway, I really want to go back. They don't yeah. have any food. It's all just tea. I want to go. But they're like ice. You can get them iced or hot. Um, and you could, I had, I'm like, I'm going to look at the menu online. So it's because it's so intimidating when I go up because I don't really know that, that, the, that order. Right. I don't know what to do. It's like so overwhelming because you, there's like 15 flavors of boba if you want that. Oh, <laughs> even the little, even the balls are a choice. <laughs> like it's like you can get passion fruit flavored, you can get coffee ones, Ooh. you can get plain. Like there's all different varieties. So you have to like five different choices that you have to make. It's just kind of uh, overwhelming because it sounds know. fun. Yeah, it's go. very fun. I want to go. So that's my exciting food news. That's exciting. Uh, tell me what to get. You can email me and tell me what to get at yeah. this type of place. They call it bubble tea and milk tea. Yeah. Uh, so yep. Well, we've gotten lots of great emails from our listeners who listened to our most recent Patreon episode. The after show. The after show. I will. I have read through them, so we will be selecting... Uh, we'll do like one a week or something. Yeah. Uh, but I have read them. I'm excited. I have, I've looked at a bunch of them. I'm excited to talk about some of these. And I have something... Maybe, we, maybe I'll do a Patreon bonus on it, because I found... Uh, I found this old uh, Jewish cookbook. Oh, really? It's from like this woman who owned a, a, re- a restaurant resort in the Catskills. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing some research on it because I'm like, this is like my ideal story. Yeah, because I'm like obsessed with her now. Yeah, so maybe maybe that will be a good episode too, for sure. Um, okay. All right. We'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye.